Welcome to this Market Commentator podcast. It forms part of MoneyWeb's series of interviews with leading investment professionals. My name is Rijk van Niekerk. Our guest today is Carl Leinberger. He's Chief Investment Officer of Coronation Fund Managers. Carl, welcome to the show. There seems to be a lot of volatility in the market at the moment. It has been for quite a while been pretty volatile. What is your take on what is currently happening? I think that our key view is that we think that assets around the world, with one or two exceptions, are, are very expensive. We've had six, seven years now of anywhere between sort of cheap and free money and it's done the job it was intended to do which is um, to to reflate markets and to increase asset prices and increase risk appetite and all of that's happened a lot of money has been made by people around the world in in most assets um, and I think that we reach the point now where, where where assets are expensive and and certainly in the funds we manage we're very conservatively positioned um, and and I think that the key job is to preserve the the very real gains that have been made in the last five or six years. So are you adopting a more defensive strategy? Yes, both within our um, security selection, so stock picking within equity funds and within our asset allocation, in all of our asset allocation funds, we, we would be very conservatively positioned. But are you uh, actually reducing your, your exposure to equities? Yes, no, we, we're at the low end of our historical equity exposure in most of our asset allocation funds. Um, yeah, and then, and then the underlying security selection with that is also conservative. So, so I think the fund overall is, is particularly conservatively positioned. What do you think will play out? You know, a lot of people predict a, you know, a quite a, a sharp correction. Other people predict a, you know, a volatile sideways pattern. How do you foresee the short and medium term performance of the market? I think our strength is we don't we don't even apply our minds to that. One just doesn't know. Um, what we spend a lot of time thinking about is just making sure that we're right that assets are expensive. And and if we think that that's the case, then we we'll, we will cut exposure and and wait for time to pass. I've got no idea what will crack this market. It's been incredibly strong. It's been incredibly strong for a long time, for many years. Been a bull market that's really climbed a wall of worries, but assets are expensive, and time and time again, we've seen that if you own expensive assets, you're going to pay eventually, and, and that's all we're really concerned with. How do you gauge the views of your investors? Coronation has done phenomenally well over the last few years, and if you are correct, those returns will taper. Um, how do you manage the your relationship with your investors, and 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 you just temper or taper their their expectations? I think if you want to tell someone something that they don't want to hear and you want them to believe you, you've got to tell them that a lot of times. And, and that's been our strategy. I mean, for two or three years, we've been warning our clients um, of low returns and higher inflation. And it's not a story they want to hear. And also, it's, it hasn't come to pass. I think a lot of people disregarding that message, but we're consistently giving that message to clients, um, consistently um, giving the, the, the consequences of that for drawdowns and other things they need to think about in, in the way they manage their affairs. And, and I think that if you give them that message enough times, you, you will succeed to some extent in managing expectations. And that's all you can do as, as a fund manager. Your flagship fund is the Coronation Balance Plus Fund. It has more than 80 billion rand in assets. It's a big fund. It's probably one of the biggest funds in the country. Is it difficult to manage a big fund in, in such an environment? 
Well, I think in all environments, um, larger funds are, are challenging to manage, but I think the key point for us is that we've always been a large manager. We've always run large funds, and, and we're accustomed to it, and our track records have been built with that, that kind of size of assets under management. So I think that if you're going to manage a large fund with a short time horizon, in other words, you're going to try and trade markets and, and build portfolios on, on one-year views of assets, classes, I think you're going to get carried out. But if you manage money as we do with a five to 10 year time horizon, then I think it makes it a lot easier to manage a large fund like that. The holdings of that fund uh, is, um, and NASPA is uh, still a, you know, a big uh, uh, equity in, in that fund. And then into and capital and counties are also significant um, uh, counters. The international property, is that a, currently a focus area for you? Well, we've been actually very heavily invested in international property the last five or six years and taken uh, a lot of that has been reduced now to the extent that we really only left with um, German residential property, uh, the two stocks you've referred to, and then we've got a holding in a, in a Brazilian property stock that we like. So we do have exposure and it's fairly meaningful, but it is a lot lower than it has been the last five or six years because global property has done so well. Naspas, uh, the favorite of the JSE, a lot of different views on it. What is your view? Yeah, I mean, we've been an, an anchor shareholder there for, for uh, all of the last 10 years and, and one of the largest shareholders. We're great believers in the assets and in the management team. You know, as the share continues to power ahead, it becomes more difficult to find value. Um, so we have taken profits actually quite meaningfully over the last year in the counter, but it, it remains a big position. We still think that if you ignore the underlying listings of the assets and add up the values of the assets as we would value, then we still find some value. Value and and that's, that is important in a market as overvalued as the JSE is today. So we, we think that risk reward is still in your favor, um, but it obviously isn't anything like as compelling as it was several years ago mm. when our weightings were actually higher in it. And Anglos, the commodity sector has shown some life. It's definitely not out of the woods yet, but how do you view the commodity sector? Yeah, I don't think it's, we're out of the woods at all. I think that we, we, we certainly are bracing ourselves for a multi-year um, tough period in commodities markets. Most commodity markets are fundamentally oversupplied, and they all depend on, on Chinese demand, which, which, which has you know, quite big question marks over it. So our holding in a company like Anglo-American is not premised on the industry um, coming right in the next year or two. It's premised on fairly significant long-term value over a five-year time horizon, which is how we value assets and build portfolios. I think if one owns commodity shares, one shouldn't be doing it uh, on the expectation that markets have bottomed and it's going to get easier and you're going to do really well in the next year. That, that, that isn't our thinking. We just think that there's compelling long-term value. Many of these commodity shares are down 50-60%, in some cases 80-90% from the highs six years ago when everyone wanted to own commodity shares and, and we um, argued strongly against owning commodity shares. So we think that this is the time to own commodity shares, not six or seven years ago. And the counters you like, uh, Anglo or any others? Anglo and uh, the platinum shares. Um, we think that the platinum shares have been uh, in a down cycle for longer than most of the other commodity shares. We think that prices are at industry costs, whereas in a lot of key commodities like oil and iron oil, they're substantially above industry costs, uh, which means that there cannot be much more downside in the PGM prices in our view. And we think that the long-term fundamentals are good. These markets are in deficits, and those deficits we think will increase over time. And we think people have given up because it's nothing's happened for two or three years, but um, you know, we, we have a long time horizon. We're completely happy to, 
to to wait if we think the underlying fundamentals are as strong as we think they are we will we will wait patiently you also have a significant stake in Steinoff it has done really well over the last 18 months or so but there's also this uh, European listing on the cards do you think that could influence the uh, the value even more I think it would look for us it wouldn't meaningfully influence the value of the company because we value cash flow streams and earnings streams. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if the market takes it higher on that listing. There are technical factors such as the fact that you open yourself up to different investor bases, which, which does influence the pricing of assets. We, in our internal valuation process, wouldn't meaningfully change the, the, the valuation of any of those earnings streams. But I wouldn't be surprised if it does, if it does help the company. Just lastly, the corporate bond market, uh, Magda Virzitska from Signia made an interesting statement this week. And she said that the corporate bond market is, is frozen um, following the demise of African Bank. She says you can buy corporate bonds, but you cannot sell it. Do you agree? Yeah, I think she's referring to the secondary market, and, and that, is, that is right. We're noticing more trades starting to go through in the last few weeks. Um, but I think that for long-term investors, what you've seen in the credit market in South Africa is really great news because um, credit spreads went to unhealthy levels, very low levels, when, when risk appetite was stronger sort of 18 months ago. And what you find in now is that those spreads have opened up very nicely. Risk-reward is much more skewed in your favor as, as a holder of of, of um, credit bonds. Um, yeah, so we think it's a time of opportunity right now. Are you actually buying um, corporate bonds now? Yes. Carl Leinberger is Chief Investment Officer of Coronation Fund Managers.